um, what, one of the things that I did is like analyze David Letterman's um, speech, and um, and, and he's um, he's someone that's a really really good speaker. But but one of the things that he does is when he asks a question, like what did you do yesterday? Uh, one of the ways that he um, kind of forcefully asks a question, but but very nicely, is he repeats a word. So um, David Letterman would say it like what what did you do yesterday? Hi, my name is Mike Lovett, and I am your host of And If Love Remains, and I have on the line today, very thrilled to have Mr. Joseph Dewey, and uh, this is going to be a fun conversation. Um, Let me go through uh, Joseph's little bio here from his website. You can find out more about him at joseph-dewey.com. Joseph is is a writer, a thinker, a photographer, and an artist. Actually, Joseph says his art isn't that great, and his photographs are all too earthy and not photoshopped enough Um, and his thoughts are too random and his writing is somewhat incoherent but he's usually a good friend and he's often a good listener if he doesn't interrupt you to tell you a story about himself and that's just the kind of guy we need on and if love remains so welcome to the show joseph (laughs) thank uh thanks so much that's uh that's a great um introduction (laughs) well you're welcome you you wrote it so it was good i agree it's fantastic (laughs) Well, uh, a little bit of background um, on, on how I got to, to meet Joseph is, is I've done a couple of episodes on chess and, uh, and one of my friends, a mutual friend of ours contacted me and said, Hey, and, and it was just brought up in passing this game called go, which I know almost nothing about. Um, and, uh, and my friend Jim said, Hey, there's a guy who's like a go expert. You got to talk to Joseph, but he's in Thailand. So, you know, you're going to figure that out. Um, and so he was kind enough to, to put us t- in touch with one another. And I'm excited to talk to Joseph about go and, and probably a couple of other things that, that we're going to, we're going to talk about. So welcome to the show. Let's, let's talk a bit. What do you say, Joseph? Um, cool. So, um, so, um, so yeah, I, um, I actually haven't played go for quite a while and, um, and to, um, and to kind of like level expectations of people that actually are go experts out there. I, um, I, I only ever got up to about like 10 or 12, um, Q, I think is what it is, what it's called. It's, uh, the Japanese word K U or K Y U. Um, okay. and, and, and like, um, profession, um, um, almost professional is one Q. Um, it, um, your, um, your level is 30 Q because, um, because you're just starting out and you're, you, you don't know anything. Oh, so it's like golf. It's it, it, the lower it is, the, the, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, in, in the amateurs and then the professionals, uh, the, pro- the professionals are called Dan D A N. And then, um, then they go from one to nine. Okay. And, and, well, and, I, I, and I think there's like two, um, two, um, two things of that. And so, uh, um, so, so, so it's kind of like a, uh, but it's kind of like a, what, what is that? 30 plus nine. So, so a 39 point scale. And, okay. um, and, and the scale is really, really interesting because in uh, like, like in chess, you can't, um, if you have two people of different skill levels, then, um, then the one guy is always going to beat the other guy. And you can't, uh, you can't really like set it up to give the worst, worst person an, an advantage. Like you can't, it, um, if, if you remove a pawn, um, then it completely changes the whole dynamic of the game. Um, so, right. um, so, so, so you can't uh, like in chess, um, you can't have like two, two people of a different scale level play each other, but, um, but, but in go, they have this, um, handicapping system is what they call it, where, uh, where, where the worst player adds, um, can, can add stones to the board and, and it really doesn't change the dynamics very much. Um, mm. And um, well, I, thought, I thought it was interesting because even I mean, they even have a handicap. I noticed because I, I you know, did like five minute, you know, Wikipedia search. Um, and I noticed like even they even have a handicap system, um, even if like black versus white, there's a slight handicap because black. has. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, first. yeah. And so like even they, they even think about things like that, which I find fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And they've um, they, uh, they've they've done analysis to say, OK, well, this um, th- uh, this. Um, this half of a, or, or this, um, this translates into like this many, um, this, uh, this many points in a, in a game. Uh, um, and so, um, and so, so the really, really cool thing about the handicapping system and, um, it, it is it's, it's, it's tied into the ranking system 
And so if I'm, uh, well, I'm probably worse now, but, but, but at my height, I was like 10, 10 Q. Um, and, uh -huh. and that means that, uh, that means that if I, if I had a two stone, if, if, if I was playing someone with eight Q, um, and, um, and I, and I had a two stone handicap, then we would be, we would be about even, um, like, like, okay. like, um, my opponent would win about half the games, and then I would win about half the games with that with that two of stone handicap because I'm 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 ten, and then they're eight Q. Gotcha. That that's interesting. That's really cool. And um, uh, another interesting thing that about the game that that you know, just again, these are my thoughts as I'm learning about it. Two two, I think unique factors of it um, is that that first of all, um, unlike chess or really any other game that I can. Th think of i could be wrong but but all of the pieces are basically the same there there isn't a different there isn't a pawn and a bishop and a queen that can do different things like like it, you have stones and that that's the deal and and they're they're all the same um and also you have like total freedom of movement from my understanding you mm -hmm. can pretty mm -hmm. much yeah. put the stone wherever you want to um to try to to capture the enemy um, I just find that it's such a fascinating, simple, but, you know, adds a lot to the game. Yeah. And, and actually I, um, so, so the way that I, the way that I kind of got in, involved in it is, um, because, uh, because you're right, you can, uh, you can play any move. Um, you can play any move. Um, there's, there, uh, there's one, um, uh, there's one rule according to the like Japanese rules, which is you can't, you can't play, uh, you can't play where you would be immediately captured. So you can't like kill yourself, um, but okay. um, but but in the Chinese rules, then then you can literally like play anywhere. But uh, but but okay. you um, but you normally wouldn't want to uh, you wouldn't want you normally wouldn't want to like auto capture like uh, auto capture yourself by playing, um, and right. um, um, anyway. So, um, so 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 basically, you can play wherever you're, uh, wherever it is that you want, and. Um, Oh, and yeah, so, uh, so how did how did how did you get involved in the game? Um, so, um, so so like way way back, uh, way way back when um, Yahoo Games was like the coolest gaming system on the on the internet. Um, I, um, I I was playing like chess and um, and Othello, and, um, and and they also had Go, uh, and, and and this was like a gaming server where you could play like board games with other with other people, um, and. Um, and, and I thought, well, I, um, I'm, I'm pretty good at games. I can, um, I, I should be able to pick this up. So, um, so I went on the go, um, I went on the go channel and they, um, and, and I said, Hey, uh, can someone teach me go, uh, thinking it would be like, um, it, it looks simple. So I thought, well, um, um, someone should be able to just say, Hey, we'll hear the rules. And, um, and, and, right. and, 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 and these folks were just like really, really rude. They're like, no, you can't, um, I can't, um, I can't teach. Um, you, um, you, you can't just you can't just pick this up, um, and I, and I thought, oh, what's um, what is it about this game that makes people so people just so rude on the internet about it? Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> and, um, and, and 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 that's uh, that's also a lot of where my where, where my passion came from because I thought, well, it uh, like it's um, the rules are really really simple. It, it uh, someone should be able to say, oh, well, here's here's a quick summary, but but I recommend that you. Um, but but you can get like really 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 good at this, so you're probably going to lose like every single game. Like uh, like that's um, that's that's the more like kinder, gentler approach than oh no you can't right. yeah you, uh, you can't learn it. Um, and then um, get out of here, rookie. Yeah, and then um, then uh, then I realized that since um, since you can play anywhere, I um, I. I um, and I guess I was kind of an internet troll at the time, but I, uh, but but I was trying to do two things. One is like pretend that I was like a real player, um, and okay. the, um, and then the second one was to figure out how I how I could piss people off as quickly as possible because I I, I noticed like I, I moved in a corner and someone like quit the game like immediately and I was like oh this is this is really really interesting, and so <laughs> um, and and actually the corner um, the, the corner the corner moves like the four corners are the absolute worst. Um, move like except for like sometimes in the very very end game when you're playing or when you're playing the corners but um but um but but if um like a way a way you can tell you're like a absolute rookie is to play in the corners um so so sometimes and, and i had a friend um i had a friend that i 
that uh, that, that I showed about how uh, like how these Go players were just super super arrogant um, on this um, on this gaming server, and and I said, hey, uh, look look, this is really really fun. We'll just play, and then and then you play in the corner, and they get really really mad. Um, so uh, so, um, so, uh, so so anyway, that was uh, that that was my thing for a while. Is like uh, like like. Play a little bit and then move in the corner, and, they, um, and then and then they would auto quit because they um, they'd realize oh this guy is just a just a beginner and and anyways um something um, something about that just like totally like fascinated me and then especially like why is the corner why, why is the corner so bad that every opponent quits when I play in the corner um, right and um, and then um, and, and then eventually I I learned the rules and I and I learned okay well um, uh, uh, the reason these guys are so like rude is because they've just developed this like an intense amount of skill um with this um with this game and um and and they're wanting to play someone that's kind of the same skill level as they are right so so did you did you eventually get to the point where where you were that guy that was (laughs) i was talking (laughs) somebody played the corner (laughs) um yeah um yeah so so um Short answer, yes, but let me explain. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so, um, so, 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 so I always um, uh, so, um, something about me is that is that whenever I'm whenever I'm learning something, I'm also I'm also trying to figure out how to teach it. Like, uh, like that's just something okay. that's kind of like hardwired hardwired into me. And so, um, and so, 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 like, uh, like, like, if we talk about languages later, then, uh, then, then I'm the same way with with languages. If I took a more selfish selfish approach to learning Thai, then I, then my Thai level would be a lot um, a lot a lot higher than it is now. But but every time I'm learning, I'm I'm saying, okay, well, I, well, I don't want to learn too fast because I want to explore the learning process and um, and figure out um, and, and then also figure out while I'm learning, like how to how to teach it. And, and I, that thing kind of goes through my head, even if I'm not, um, even if it's something that I'd never end up teaching anyone, um, just, uh-huh. um, just kind of, that's how, uh, that's how I learn. And so, um, and so, um, and so, so, so I actually, um, I actually wrote a few, um, like intro, intro things about go because, um, because there's, um, there's been lots and lots of stuff written about go, but, but a lot of it's just really, really super high level, um, ultra technical stuff. Um, but, um, but, but there, uh, there isn't like too much that for, um, for, a an absolute beginner saying, Hey, well, I want to learn how to play, um, uh, what, uh, what do I do and what I, what, what do I not do? And so, um, so, so, so I spend, I spend a lot of time to, um, come up with um, um, what I what I thought was a were a couple of really good introduction um, documents to it. So, um, so, uh, uh, so go ahead. So, so, so anyway, I um, I think I, um, I I think eventually I um, I did like, like especially for annoying beginners that I knew. Oh, they're um, they're, um, they're they're not. Um, um, they don't want to spend more than about thirty seconds on this game. Um, then, right. Uh, but uh, but um, but it, uh, but everyone that was like, "Hey, I I am really interested in this. I really want to play." Then, or I, I really want to learn. Then I would always um, spend some time to teach them. So 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 the first thing I've learned as a as a brand new Go player is don't play the corners. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> if, if somebody wants to learn the game. Like, what would you recommend or, or, or maybe what's like one tip that you could give somebody to be like, okay, you know, here's the, the, you know, the first, the first thing you should know about go, I guess. And, um, and, and it's really, um, so, um, so, so the mechanics, um, the mechanics, the mechanics are that if you, if you play, um, that if you play, um, well, well, the first, um, the first thing is about capturing one stone and, and and I'm going to talk about capturing, but but the game's not really about capturing. The game's um, capturing's more the like tension that holds the game in place. Um, the game's about controlling territory, and so um, at the um, at the end of the game at the end of the game, it's whoever controls the most territory, not not who not who captures the most stones that wins. Ah. Um, okay. And so, uh, but um, but but you have to learn about capturing because capturing's the whole, um, capturing's the dynamic that holds like everything in place, and so. The, the, the way to capture one stone is you um, you 
Um, you play four stones around uh, on the lines around those stones. Oh, and um, and then the other um, the the question that absolute beginners have is um, uh, where, where do you put the stones? And you put the stones on the intersections, the cr uh, the crosses, not, uh, not not like chess in the um, uh, not like chess where you uh, it, uh, where you put it in the center in the box. You put it on the like crosses of the boxes. And gotcha. Um, and so. Um, and so, and so with one um, with one stone, um, if you surround the four um, the four points on the outside, then you capture um, then you capture, and then um, if, if you have a if you have a group of stones that are a lot stronger, because then then your opponent like with two stones, um, your opponent has to then place um, place six um, six stones around it to be able to capture two stones, and then as right. soon as um, as soon as you have like a big group, then it then it can become impossible to capture. So that's interesting. And so, and so I'm sure there's different strategies involved as far as like, okay, do I just clump a bunch together and just try to stay away from my opponent? Or do I try to capture my opponent immediately and try to, you know, uh, you know, uh, keep him from, from yeah. gaining. Yeah. And, um, and, and it's really interesting because, uh, because as soon as, um, as soon as someone gets, gets beaten and go, then, um, um, then, then, like their next game, they're um, they, um, they they play like this massive clump, trying to um, try, <laughs> super like, conservative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, um, so, so everyone, um, everyone plays that game where they're like, oh, I'm I, I got beaten so bad. Next time, I'm just trying to do this big clump. And so, um, and so, and, and so, like, like, like that's kind of the mechanics, but, um, but. But the uh, but but what, what what you're trying to do is you're trying to capture um, capture territory and um, and then do it with as few stones as possible so that your territory has a whole whole bunch of um, blank spaces in it. Um, that's um, that's kind of uh, that, um, that's kind of how you win. Um, and so um, and so and, and so it's really really cool so because. So in a way, a perfect setup would be like a straight line across the board. If you could ever do that, um, kind, um, kind of. So, um, kind, um, kind of, but, um, but, but, a, uh, but a straight line actually wouldn't, um, wouldn't work because eventually, toward the toward the end game, your opponent would be able to um, play like above and below, uh, uh, because uh, right. uh, because at the end. Um, at the end, you um, at the end of the game, then you have a very, very well-defined line between your territory and the other territory, or and the, and your opponent's territory. So, so the black uh, the black stones will have a uh, will have kind of a jagged line, and then the white stones. Um, um, so, and and then who, whoever wins has um, has has the the blank space space or like unplayed stones um, area. Um, that, uh, whoever has the most of that uh, wins in the end. And that's so interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, and and then a really a really really cool thing about Go is that if you're too aggressive, you'll lose, and if you're not aggressive enough, you'll lose. And so um, and so there's just this really really fine point in the middle where um, where you need to be a um, you need to be aggressive but not too aggressive. Other um, in, um, in order in order to win, and so. Um, and um, and then like you you probably heard about like AlphaGo and um, and how like Go Go was the hardest um, program for computers to be able to beat people in. Yeah, in fact that's that's how it came up in our chess episode is we were talking about uh, computers and, and chess and 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 of, Go, of course that that brought up, that's how Go came up because that's the other way that you can. I guess identify the the power of a computer is by having it play Go. Yeah, yeah, and um, and people, um, I think people were just really, really, sh uh, really, really shocked at the timing of when that happened because I think most uh, m most Go players thought, oh well, yeah, probably eventually computers can do this, but it's going to be like twenty, thirty um, years down the road, not um, not 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 when it was like um, like three or four or five years ago. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so one of the things you mentioned to me in, in our kind of pre pre-production and in, in our, in our messaging back and forth. And I thought this was so fascinating is you said, one of the things you love about go is that any, um, if there's any alien life, they would have invented go. 
and <laughs> explain that to me and what and let's talk about the more philosophical ideas around the game or or you know that sort of thing. Yeah, and um, and so um, so so that's that, that's not my quote. Um, it's it, it's a quote that I read in some book, and, and I thought, oh, that's um, that, um, that's really interesting. And and is that actually is that actually true? And, and and the cool thing about the cool thing about Go is that the um, the the rules um, the rules are kind of really really simple. Even though I've been like fumbling around trying to tell you what uh, what exactly the rules are, but. Uh, but, uh, but well, the fact you can explain them in about five <laughs> or ten minutes on a podcast does tell you it's relatively simple. Yeah, yeah, and so, um, and so it's one of those things where, uh, um, w- w- well, k- um, kind of like you know how um, y- you know how with, how with Vo- um, the, the Voyager probe they uh, they had this golden record that had like all of the um, all of the all the stuff about uh, they're they're trying to say well if aliens find this then we want them to know like this about um, right so they had some music they had different. Yeah, different things on there. The, 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 I think the, the, the what's his name? Um, I don't know, the, the man. In yeah, circle yeah. picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and, like, and, and, and one of the, um, like, like kind of the way to decode it is, is they, um, uh, um, if I remember this right, is they, is they took like a hydrogen molecule and they said, okay, well, most, uh, most intelligent life would have, and would have discovered hydrogen. So, um, so they should be able to take this and then, like figure out the rest of this from, um, from, from, uh, uh, from, from this. And so, um, and, right. and so, so, so kind of the correlation is that, uh, that they're saying, well, um, every, every culture would have discovered the hydrogen molecule because it's, um, it, it, it's both like discoverable and, um, and pretty, and pretty simple and pretty recognizable, hopefully. And, um, and then, uh, um, and then the same thing, uh, the, the same thing kind of with go is just, um, the, um, the rules are simple. And then, um, and then, Oh, um, oh, and and I remember this is um, like nobody knows who who invented Go. Um, there's a Japanese um, a Japanese like um, um, emperor that kind of popularized it, but uh, but uh, nobody n- nobody actually knows who who invented the game, and um, and that kind of um, uh, that's that's kind of where the qu- quote came from is that maybe uh, maybe the game didn't actually get invented, but maybe it's like this core part of like, like existence that, um, that, um, the people kind of more like organized than, uh, um, the, um, than that, um, somebody actually invented it. Um, right. so, it does, it does have that quality of, of like, you know, um, you know, random order. Like it, 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 it uh, you know, it creates its own, I mean, it creates its own flow. I can, I can kind of see that in my mind. Yeah. And, and I'm, I, I'm also really fascinated with, with, with fractals for the same, uh, for the same reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, so, um, so, so with fractals, um, and, and I really like the Mandelbrot set and, uh, that one has, um, that has a really, really simple formula. Um, and so, um, it, it's, um, Z squared minus one, like, like iterated, um, um, iterated for um, forever, and if that goes above or if that goes to infinity, then it, it's like um, inside the metal brat set, and if it, or um, outside the metal brat set, and if it doesn't, then it's inside the metal brat set. Um, but um, but but like um, like unpacking um, unpacking that, and then especially the line like in between the um, in in between what is the metal brat set and what what isn't just gets very 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 complex, and and, and that's uh, uh, that's why I like go also because. Um, uh, be, uh, because of that, like aggressive versus not non-aggressive um, point, and and just that um, that that line in between, um, you could uh, you could spend like lifetimes figuring out like where uh, where the line is, when uh, when you should be more aggressive, when you should be less aggressive, and and um, just um, just like like when I'm um, when I'm when, when I'm playing Go, I'm like thinking about like all the cool like fractal um, patterns. Um, too. Hmm. Yeah, no, I can totally see that. And, and it, it is a great like way to think about philosophy in general. And, and, and which, which kind of brings me, by the way, this, so this is, um, Mike Levitt. I'm with and if love remains, I'm talking to Joseph Dewey. Um, you can find out, um, more about Joseph on his, uh, website, which is Joseph dot Dewey dot, or I'm sorry, Joseph dash Dewey D E W E Y.com. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. And he also has um, a YouTube channel. You should check out, just look up Joseph Dewey. He's got some fascinating interviews I'd really recommend. He's, he's got some great stuff that you should check out. 
Um, um, and again, you can find that link on his website, but, um, uh, it kind of takes me into language. Cause that's another one of those, like, like fascinating, interesting, um, in a way, mysterious things that, that, that we have, that we, that, that humans do, um, kind of like go, I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, and, 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 and I'm curious, like, cause I, you mentioned like the Thai language and things like that. And I know you're into languages. So, so talk to me a little bit about how you got into language and, and, and um, why Thailand specifically? Um, so, um, so, so I transferred, um, I transferred to Thailand for work. Um, my, uh, my company has offices all over the world and I, I used to be in the U S office and, and I, um, I, I, I got really lucky. They offered me to, um, transfer to Thailand. I, I, I visited Thailand the first time, like 10 years before, and I just really fell in love with the, um, with, with the culture, the language, the, um, pretty much about pretty much everything about Thailand. And, and so I was just really, really excited when I, uh, when, when I was able to, uh, when, when I was able to move here too. And so, um, and so, so, so with languages, I'm, um, um, I also take a really similar, um, approach and, and, and you mentioned, you mentioned kind of how, how, how languages are something that everyone does, but, um, but it's interesting that like people just don't really understand why, uh, wh- why are some people good at learning languages? Why are some people fast at learning languages? Um, right. And, um, and, and one of the things that I've, uh, like, kind of my, um, kind of my technique is, um, it, it, and I got this from Anthony, Anthony Robbins, um, cause he, um, he, um, he, he always talks about like, what, uh, what kind of person are you? Are you a visual person? Are you an auditory person? Or are you a kinesthetic, kinesthetic person? Like, uh, like, like a hands-on touchy-feely kind of person. Um, and, um, and, and I realized that, um, uh, I, I, I'm a, I'm a super, super, um, visual person. Um, like, um, like, like one of the, uh, one of the things about me is that if I, if I, if I don't, like see someone's name or have someone like spell their name out, then I, I can't remember it. Even if it, um, even, even if it's like a common name, I just have to like do this visual thing with, with people's names. Um, and then I, um, and then I, um, th- then I can remember, then I can remember people, people's names, but like, like if, um, if I never saw your name, Mike, well, um, Mike's, uh, Mike's pretty common, but, but, but like, like okay. a name like Alyssa, um, that could be spelled like seven or 20 different ways. Then, then I, I won't be able to remember that, this person's name is Alyssa unless I, um, unless I like can either see or like, um, or, 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 or she tells me how it's spelled and then I can like visualize the spelling. Um, it, um, it's just kind of a, it's just kind of a weird, um, um thing with me that kind of shows, um, that, that kind of shows how, how visual I am, but, um, right. But, um, right. That's your, that's your strength is, is the visual aspect of your learning. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and then, and then the, in, uh, the interesting thing, um, uh, uh, the, the interesting thing that Anthony Robbins talks about a lot is that it, it, it is that what, whatever kind of person you are, then you're going to, um, uh, th- then your language is going to kind of evolve to, um, to, um, to, to integrate that in, in, into it. And so, um, and so, okay. so, so a visual person like me, if, if I understand, I might say, I see what you're talking about. And, and I'm, I, I'm guessing you're, I'm guessing you're more of an, an auditory um, person since you're, uh, um, so I would, so I would say things like, I hear you. Yeah. 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 And so, (laughs) (laughs) um, and, um, and so, so anyway, that's, uh, um, that's Anthony Ruppin's like technique for like figuring out, oh, well, uh, well, uh, what, um, what is, what is this person? Oh, and so, um, so, so I realized that, and you've heard about Benny, the polyglot, he, uh, he's, he's done like a couple Ted, um, Ted talks about like rapid language acquisition. Um, I don't you know. know. I haven't. Okay. I don't know. I don't know that I have to look that up, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, 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 um, so, so there are a lot of people that say, okay, okay. I've, I, I figured out the way to do rapid language acquisition and, um, and, and and it's really interesting that um, it, um, this um, this guy Benny the Polyglot. Um, one of the things he did was he um, he learned Chinese without ever going to China um, in like wow. three, in, in, in in this really really short time, like like two or three months, um, just um, just oh, kind wow. of like a challenge. Um, and and yeah. um, Ch- um, Chinese was like his eleventh language that he learned. So um, 
Um, so, so he, um, he, um, he's just really, really fast at, at learning languages. And, and the thing that I, um, uh, the thing that I realized about him and, and there, there are people that kind of have his same technique, but, um, but, but those people are all kinesthetic people, like very, very hands-on, um, people. And, um, and so, so if, if you are a kinesthetic person, then you've got, um, you've got like three or four really, really good models, um, like, like Benny the Polyglot, um, that, um, that, that you can do rapid language acquisition, but, um, but visual, um, and, um, and then, um, with, with audio people like, um, like you, um, Pimsleur is really great for that. Um, but, mm -hmm. but, but for visual people like me, um, we're, uh, we're, uh, we're kind of screwed when it comes to, um, yeah, I can see why that would be, <laughs> I can, yeah, I can see why that would be hard. Cause, cause there's, you know, you're, cause reading doesn't really give you the right feel for a language. I mean, I look at, I look at the language of Thailand and you know, it looks like it looks beautiful and that's uh -huh. all I can say about it. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, and so, uh, um, and so kind of my, um, kind of my philosophy and, and, and it goes back to what I was saying is that when, whenever I'm trying to learn, whenever I'm learning something, I'm also trying to figure out how to, um, how to teach it. And, um, and one of my, uh, like, like if I, um, if I, if I suddenly had like, um, millions of dollars and I, um, then, then the thing that I would do is open up, a open up this like kind of experimental language school, um, mm. Um, so, um, so, um, so that's, um, that's, that's kind of the thing that I would do if like money were no, um, all right. So everybody, you know, get on Joseph's, uh, <laughs> website, contribute to his future, uh, you know, uh, learning language school <laughs> and, and learn, learn the secrets of, of learning the language, no matter what your, uh, learning strength is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and so, and so, um, kind of the, um, um, kind of the way that I think that it it, it really needs uh, it really needs to be is that you um, is that you um, like like your very first your very first day um, doing uh, doing doing language learning then then you get this profile which uh, which kind of learner are you um, and then and then probably if um, probably a few other things too and then have a um, have something that's really really customized to you because um, because I really I really think that the um, the fastest way for a visual person, the fastest way for uh, an auditory person, and the fastest way for a kinesthetic person to learn a language is completely different for all all three of those um, types. And yet, and yet, in school, it's always the same. It's kind of the same rote. I mean, we're all kind of clumped together. And so, you know, I remember when I was in French class, and it was, you know, it was every <laughs> there there wasn't there wasn't any thought to like what's the best way to for somebody to. Um, grasp this language. Yeah, yeah. Which is a whole other subject, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, and and I thought, uh, well, I um, I took um, I took Spanish in high school, and I got I got like a C or a C minus, and um, and and in my math classes, I always got A's. So I thought, okay, well, I'm I'm good at math, but bad at um, but bad at languages, and um, and and the more that I think about it, the more I think, well, I um, that um, that didn't. Um, that didn't necessarily have to be the way that um, things um, things turned out because uh, uh, because someone could have said oh well you're um, you're an extremely visual person and so um, and and so the way um, your path to learning languages is is more like this and and and, and with um, with the Thai language um, you mentioned that Thai has its own um, character set and, and actually like actually Thai is much uh, much easier than something like um, Japanese or um, Korean that has because uh, um, because those languages have like ten thousand different characters, but but the Thai language only has um, about um, it, it has eighty seven characters in like the Unicode set, um, okay. and um, and and like um, like like in regular in regular practice there are only like sixty. Um, like like fifty or sixty characters that um, that actually that that actually gets get used, and so um, and and so you don't have to memorize that many things to be able or that, that many characters to be able to like look at a word and say, oh well, that word's probably pronounced um, this way. Mm, gotcha. And well, um, I, oh, oh oh, and then yeah. um, and, and and then for me because I'm a really really visual person, then the um, almost the absolute first thing that I needed to do was to figure out how to read. Um, 
um, how to retie. And then, and then I'm kind of an internal perfectionist too. Um, so, so I, um, I never, um, it, it, and even though, even though most of the sounds in Thai also exist in English, they kind of pronounce them just a little bit different. And so to the untrained ear, you can't tell, oh, well, are, are they saying, uh, are they saying, um, ah, are they saying a, um, and, um, especially if they're saying it fast. And so, um, and, and so I needed to learn how to, um, how to read so that, so then I could say, okay, well that, um, that's, that's the word, that's their accent. That's how they're, um, okay. Right. Okay. I got it. I got put, it. Put, put it all in context. Um, and, um, and, um, and that's, um, that's one of the things that like a, a kinesthetic learner, like, like Benny, the polyglot, he just, he just jumps in and he, he doesn't, he doesn't stress about that, like at all. And so that's why, uh, that's why his language learning, um, so, so there's probably, uh, there are probably a couple like basic words that he's still like mispronouncing even in, um, languages that he's, he's awesome at, but, um, but, but people like, like language listeners in that language, just, just listen to them and say, okay, that's, that's his accent. Um, so, um, so he, right. so, so he, he's at a very understandable level, but, but, but just that, um, that kind of like me making the same mistake every, um, over and over again would just like drive, uh, just drives me batty too much. So, um, gotcha. so, uh, um, so anyway, that's um, that's kind of like the internal thing that I struggle with um, with with languages, and I think um, and, and I think a lot of visual learners are the are the exact same way that I am, and um, and so so my um, my my thing that kind of drives me in language learning is that this this should be able to be faster, and this should be able to be faster for someone with my personality. Like I, um, I shouldn't have to be able, or um, I shouldn't have to change into like this kinesthetic, like touchy feely um, person just to learn, right. um, just to learn a language. Well, and 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 that you know, not to get too deep, but it's interesting because we all have learned a language. You know, we all have. <laughs> when we were kids. We learned a language to one degree or another, and so it had. There, there has to be some part of us that, and you know, obviously we, we can get into. Um, you know, how, how or why children learn languages quicker than adults. But, but, but the bottom line is somewhere in there at some point we did it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, it's really, it, it's really, really interesting that, um, and, and a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of places that claim to do rapid language acquisition say, oh, well, we teach, we teach just like you learned as, as a child. But, um, mm -hmm. but, but the thing is that like nobody, nobody actually remembers when they learned when they learned a language and um it, and no one was like a casual um like like people at that time like we don't we don't remember and we didn't have the ability to kind of self self monitor our learning um, yeah. uh, um back then that, uh, that that like with me that didn't happen until i was in my 20s like like where i could say well i'm i'm learning and i'm and i'm observing me learning at the same time um and um, and so and so nobody nobody actually knows how um, how we learned as a child, and then um, and then um, all you have to do is like watch a couple parents and be like, oh yeah, they uh, they, they actually have no idea how um, how or why their kids learning. Um, uh, 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 right. one, of, uh, one of the things. Um, one, um, one of the things I did is take a, and I don't have any, um, I don't have any kids, but I took this um, parenting with love and logic class and it, and it was a, um, it, um, have you ever heard of that philosophy? I have. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. And, 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 and that's one of the, um, that's one of the things that I think, uh, like, I think, um, I think it's just such a really cool philosophy that everyone should learn it. And, and, and yes. Um, and and kind of the or my interpretation of the core of parenting with love and logic is that kids don't do what you tell them to do, um, kids model what you're doing, and um, and and so um, and so everyone um, everyone kind of has in their head. Well, I I'm a teacher. I told them to do that, and then they did it, and so I'm a I'm a great teacher, and that's how we learn. But uh, but but that's not that's totally not how. Um, uh, that, that, that's totally not how people learn. People learn more like through um, through modeling, especially um, um, especially when you're um, when you're a kid. When you're little. But which, by the way, as a a dad of four kids, it's completely true what you're saying, and it's why <laughs> it's why you get so dang frustrated when you see your kid doing that thing that you know it's your fault because you did the same thing in front of. Them. <laughs> 
and you're like, oh, and it just frustrates <laughs> the tar out of you. And, you know, sometimes that spills out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. It's really, um, it, it, it's really, really stop interesting. Stop acting and I, like me. <laughs> and, um, and, 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 and I think that, um, so, so, so I guess, I, I guess I never, um, said my philosophy, but, um, but, but I really feel like everyone out there could learn a language within about three months and, 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 and be at a really professional level. And, um, but, um, so, um, so, um, so, so, so that's kind of the, um, that's kind of the thing that, um, drives me is figuring out that question, like how, um, what, what system out there, um, what system out there that probably doesn't exist now um, could um, could be developed so that anyone can um, anyone and like like by anyone like like um, even my mom who thinks that she can't learn a language um, is like oh well I um, I, um, I do the same thing every um, um, all the time um, to uh, um, to to like younger people to people like me like um, like like there should um, there, it, it should be theoretically so possible for. Do, um, do you have a, th- I mean, obviously it sounds like you don't have a conclusion, but do you have a theory on what that might look like? Um, so, so one of the, um, one of, um, one of the things that I realized in learning Thai is that they, um, and, and I think this is kind of over exaggerated in the, in Thai teach um, Thai and teaching in Thailand, but um, but I think it, it exists everywhere. Is that um, I, I I realized that I was learning a whole bunch of stuff that I would never actually use. Um, like um, yeah, like um, like like in Thailand, there there are a whole bunch of different words for for I or, or um, actually there, there there are like three three main words. Um, if you're um, if you're a man, then the word for I is pom p o m. If uh, if you're a woman, then the word for I is chan c h a n, um, and then um, and then there's a super super polite um, way of saying uh, of, of saying I if you're a woman, and that's d chan d i c h a n, um, and, um, and 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 this word d chan is in every single um, book, like like every single um, if you go to Amazon, you pick um, you, Search for learning uh, learning Thai, and you buy that book. Then the very first page is going to have the word Dichan on it. But um, but I've mm. um, I've actually only heard um, someone use Dichan one time since I've been in Thailand, and that um, um, that was um, uh, that was a um, um, that um, that was someone at, at, at like this press conference um, being just very 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 polite. Um, and so, um, so so it's not like a normal word. It, it, um, it's a word everyone. Everyone knows, and for some right. reason, um, um, for some reason, people writing the books think it needs to be on the on the in the first page, but um, but but nobody actually uses it, and you can um, you um, you could get by without actually ever learning the word Bichon, um until. So you think um, there's just a, there's just a lot of fat. In, yeah, yeah, in, yeah, especially in the beginning. Yeah, and so um, and then. Um, and then there's like, there's, there's no reason for us to be learning thee and thou like on page two. Oh, of yeah. The um, book. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and so that's a, um, that's a, um, that, um, uh, that's a really, really big uh, equivalent in Thai because, um, Thai, um, Thai, um, Thailand's kind of like Japanese where, um, politeness is this really, really big thing. And so, um, and so a lot of the books say, well, we don't want to, we don't want to teach these. Um, foreigners how to speak Thai rudely. We wanted to teach them how to speak Thai politely, but um, but the problem with the polite language is it's it's basically the equivalent of like speaking like the Bible, like the and thou and that kind of stuff. Um, right. And so and, and and I know like a lot of people have learned um, a lot of people have learned languages by reading the um, uh, by mostly studying the Bible, but um, but it's but, um, but but especially if you have like a older translation like the King James version, then um, then it's, um, th- th- then you're just learning a lot of, of stuff that you don't actually, uh, actually need. And so, uh, uh, and so one of the, one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest things with, uh, w- with rapid language acquisition, I think is to figure out how to, how to get your mind engaged in stuff that you're actually going to be 
using not um, not not the stuff that's like currently in in, uh, in the books. Right. And, and, and the people uh, the people that write these books uh, the people that write books are um, like phrase books just drive drive me batty um, because. Uh, uh, be, uh, because they're, um, they're they're written by someone like in they're, they're not written by someone that like went to the airport and said okay well what what did I what did I say at the airport and let me write that down they're, um, they're written by someone in their loft saying well if I was at the airport um, <laughs> I, if, if I was at the airport then I would probably ask for the concierge and and I don't I, I don't even know what what the concierge is but but like every single phrase book says um, where uh, where is the um, where is the concierge um, and, and and like like most of the phrase books, you can just um, like like you um, you really only need like one or two percent of the stuff in the phrase books, and, and and these are written by people that are honestly making an, an attempt to give you what um, what what they think is the stuff that you would actually need. But but um, but I've I, I've never seen a phrase book, and especially like a Thai uh, a Thai phrase book where it's even close to like what the um, what the um, um, to to the vocabulary and the phrasing that you actually need. And I've actually got a friend. Um, um, his um, his name's Matthew Matson, and he um, he wrote a um, he wrote he wrote a book um, mostly for himself, but um, but but I've been trying to encourage him to um, to publish it, um, which is. Um, um, which, which is basically like practical language learning, and and and, and so, and so in um, in his book he has uh, like one of the one of the sections is okay you're in a kitchen, and then what are the things in the kitchen, um, and uh, um, and then he and then he has it listed out, and then he and he says okay well um, here's um, here, here's here's kind of the stuff, and then you um, and, um, and then and then what you do is you fill. Let this worksheet in in your language, and then um, and, and I, I'm not really describing it. I'm not really describing it very or his system very well, but uh, but but part of his system is that uh, that he, um, he he talks about how he learns things really math mathematically, and so so his his trick to learning is is to figure out figure out what the common common phrases are. Um, and then, and then, kind of take a mathematical approach to it, saying, "Okay, well, now that I now that I have like this phrase, then I can replace the um, the, the noun here, and I can replace the subject here, and um, and and, right. and, I, and, and I haven't just I haven't just learned like one thing, but I've learned this like this kind of core uh, um, core um, core tool that like bumps my um, bumps my perceived vocabulary up by like three or four hundred words." Oh. See, that's interesting because that, that kind of takes, you know, batching to a whole new level. The idea that you can like, you know, instead of learning just little individual things, you can like learn a whole, you know, a bunch of things and, and kind of batch it together, which is always, if you're able to do it, you know, is, is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and, and so I thought, um, I thought that approach was just really, really interesting and innovative and, um, and, and just really, really cool. Yeah. So we're, again, we're talking to, to Joseph Dewey. This is And If Love Remains. Um, now, Joseph, I, I want to ask you a personal question, if it's okay. And, and if not, we can cut it out. <laughs> it's no big deal. <laughs> but but I, I think you'll be okay because you actually talk about it on your YouTube channel and it's this idea of, of cluttering. And, and, the, and the context I wanted to bring up, bring it up in, is actually in language. And, and I didn't know anything about cluttering or this idea that, you know, it's kind of a form of stuttering, my understanding is. It's, it, and, um, and my question is like, when it comes to, to learning languages, do those things manifest themselves like in the new language that you, that you learn? And, um, and yeah, I mean, it's, that's really my question is, is, does it, I guess, does, do those things transfer from one language to another? Do you find? Yeah, that's, um, and, and, and that's really interesting. And, and let me, uh, let me give an introduction about what, what cluttering is because, yeah, um, please to help me too. Um, so, so um, cluttering is um, cluttering at its worst sounds a lot like stuttering, but the, um, but they're actually like really really um, really really different. Um, and and um, so 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 
So when um, when most people say, "Oh, I, I stuttered," like um, like like you might have said that, like like you give a speech and then um, and then you kind of fumbled around your words and right um, and and after the speech, you might have said you might have said to your uh, like, like your wife or whatever, "Hey, well, um, I I stuttered in that speech," but but actually, when when you were doing that, you weren't actually stuttering. What you were doing is cluttering. Um, because, um, because and, and then the interesting thing about stuttering is that most um, most people uh, most people besides people who stutter can't actually like relate to stuttering and um, because what uh, what stuttering is is when you have a uh, when when you have a sound but your mouth doesn't actually work um, the way that oh. your brain is telling it to um, and so okay. and, um, and so 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 the people um, the people who stutter. They, uh, they they know exactly what they want to say, but just just something about um, something um, something about like their mouth or the, or, or the timing with the connection of, uh, of of something inside them just isn't isn't working right, and so um, and so they can't uh, they, they can't actually say um, something fluidly, and um, and then. Um, and, and and it's really it's really really it's really really interesting because most um, mo- most people can't relate to that um, because most people like if they want to say a sound they can always say that sound like um, like if, um, and, and, and the sounds that the sounds that a lot of people stutter on are the s sound and the w sound um, right. and so yeah yeah and so and so most um, most people can't um, picture saying okay well, like the word when. Um, mm-hmm. uh, most people can't picture not being able to actually like produce that or have ha- have a hard time producing it, especially when they um, especially when they um, are thinking about it. And that's um, uh, that, that's kind of how I describe stuttering. Um, yeah, that makes sense. It uh, um, is all about the inability to reliably produce a sound. Um, and then and then the th- the thing with cluttering is. Uh, there's this thing called there's this thing in speech language pathology called disfluencies, and uh, disfluencies are anytime your uh, your speech gets um, your speech gets interrupted, and and most people most people don't speak completely um, fluent. Uh, most people repeat repeat stuff uh, repeat stuff or they uh, uh, and uh, repeat stuff or like revise um, revise their sentence like halfway through. Um, but, right, yes. uh, but, but the thing about cluttering, like, and like with my speech is I do it at a really, really higher rate than other people do. This is Mike Levitt with And If Love Remains. We've been talking to Joseph Dewey and, and we had a little bit of a technical glitch, but I think we're back online. And, uh, Joseph, you were, you were talking to us about the differences between cluttering and stuttering. Um, and, and we were, we were talking in the context of, of languages and things, but, but, um, go back to you, you're saying how a stuttering is a physical issue, you know, where, where something between the brain and the mouth essentially, um, doesn't quite work right. Um, and then, and then you're, I think you were explaining what, what cluttering is. Yeah. And so, um, and so with, um, with cluttering, it's, it's normal disfluencies and, 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 and they're actually, um, or for normal disfluencies, um, one is uh, one is repetitions where you like like say the word um, where, where you repeat a word or or, or a phrase. Um, one is uh, one is interjections, um, and 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 that can be filler words like um and um and uh, and um, and then um, and then it can also be like 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 actual interjections. Um, um, the other disfluency is revisions, like like when you're when you're thinking about saying a word and you like say half of a word, like like I'm going to the store, um, um, but but in saying, instead of saying I'm going to the store and then you, and then you think oh I'm going to Walmart, you say I'm going to I'm I'm going to Walmart. So, um, so that's that's a like revision, and then um, and then right. um, then there's a uh, then there's another disfluency called like telescoping, and that's when um, that's when you don't actually say like the full um, the full word and, and, and a lot of, um, like, like what you're doing, um, um, the, the word whatcha is, is a telescoped word that's made it into English. But, um, um, but, but a lot of times, like we, we don't actually like say the full, um, the full word. So, um, so, so those are normal, mm. uh, those are normal disfluencies and everyone does, um, at, at least one of them and probably all of them every single day. 
But right. um, but 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 with cluttering, then they happen at uh, they happen much much more than normal. Um, and, um, and, and my speech is much, much better now than it, um, than, um, than it was. Um, I've, I, I've improved my speech a lot, but, but you can, uh, you can probably notice if you listen to my speech that I, uh, that, that those four norm, normal disfluencies that everyone does, I just do at a much, much more accelerated rate than, um, than other people. Right. And right. so, um, and so, and so, a really interesting thing is when someone's really, really um, bad or intense or um, or or disfluent um, in cluttering, then then to someone that doesn't really understand much about um, speech language pathology, which is most people, then um, then stuttering and cluttering can sound very, very, very similar. But um, but um, but but they're uh, uh, they're actually really, really different. And, and I've um, I've. I've had um, on on my YouTube channel. I've interviewed I think four people, uh, four four people with stuttering, and and I I, um, I just think that stuttering is really really interesting, and um, and then anytime that anytime that there's a this group of people that has this um, shared experience that most people just can't relate to at all. I I I just find I just find that really really interesting, and so um, and so. Yeah. Um, and so, so the thing with stuttering is that even though, even though to the like average person, then I sound, um, then, then people think, oh, Joseph's, um, Joseph's the same as someone that, with stuttering, then, um, then it's actually really, really different and just fascinating for me to, um, to learn about that. And my guess is that the, the, the problem with that is that it, it's, it's probably, um, uh, the, 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 you would treat that far differently than you would oh, with yeah. like a somebody who clutters. You probably would work differently with than somebody with a stutter. And so, if you think that there's, you know, you can easily if you can if if someone who doesn't really know what they're doing, you know, may may go down the wrong path trying to solve the problem. Yeah, yeah, and and um, it, and actually, I I I did a I did a video with a um with a speech language pathologist teacher, um, a college professor uh, for, for her, um, for her fluency class. And, um, and, and she's, um, what, one of the things that she said is that, that speech language pathology students, like, like their, their, their biggest concern is what, what she called differential diagnosis, which, which is basically saying, oh, well, does this, um, does this person have um, stuttering or does this person have cluttering? Um, so, um, so, so, so from her, from her perspective, the, um, uh, the speech language pathologists are like absolutely scared and like shaking, like, oh, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know how to, um, I don't know how to, um, differentiate, um, uh, differentiate that. So, so we talked, um, uh, we, we talked a lot about that on, um, when I, um, when I, when I did that, um, when I did that yeah. with her. So, um, so, so it's just kind of interesting. And so go, oh. going back to my, my original question, like how does that manifest when you're learning the language or or does it manifest? Is it pretty much the same? Or maybe as you get more fluent, maybe those things come up like, like what, what's your experience with that as you learn a different language? Um, and so, um, and so with, um, one of the, um, one of the ways of looking at my, uh, at my speech and my speech disfluency is, is that there's, um, there's maybe like too much stuff going on in my head at one time for me to, um, be too fluent. Um, and so, um, and so because of that, as a very beginning language learner, then, um, th then it doesn't really come up very often because, uh, um, because most, uh, most of the time when I'm speaking in Thai, I'm either, I, I'm either speaking stuff that I've said a lot of times before, or, 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 or I'm like thinking, um, thinking something out. Oh, 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 and then one of the things with cluttering is like, if you, um, like cluttering versus, versus stuttering. If you give if you give someone with cluttering um, something short to read, then they can almost always say it perfectly. Um, where where um, some someone with stuttering um, uh, that might be like super super traumatic, especially if it's a it's a letter that they commonly stutter. Um, Interesting. On right, so so, we're, so where one word it could could be a problem for a stutter. Where you know maybe a sentence or two could be okay for somebody who clutters. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, and so um, and so so for um, so so for cluttering, then usually 
usually my speech is pretty um, um, usually at, at my tie level then then my speech doesn't really exhibit much cluttering but 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 I'm but I'm guessing that uh, that if I got to more like native um, native level speech then I would um, uh, then my speech would be um, as um, as choppy as it is in, right. in English and then I, and uh, I find go ahead yeah um, one of the um, one of the things with um, I, I, I mentioned repetitions and uh, and that everyone um, everyone repeats stuff. Um, what, one of the things that I did is like analyze David Letterman's um, speech, and um, and, and he's um, he's someone that's a really really good speaker. But but one of the things that he does is when he asks a question like "What did you do yesterday?" Um, a lot of times, just as part of how he. Um, how he talks then um and and because he has to get, like kind of keep interrupting um the, the people to keep the, his segment short um uh, one of the ways that he um kind of forcefully asks a question but but very nicely is he repeats a word so um so so um so what did you do yesterday um david letterman would say it like what what did you do yesterday um and, and the first ah. one is just kind of like a inter it, um that's the interrupting word. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's um, that's the interrupting word, and then he, um, and then he repeats it so that people can like fully fully understand. And so, uh, uh, and so that's a um, that's a repetition that's very very carefully like planned out and um, yeah. and and um, but um, but but everyone um, everyone kind of does that like whether they plan it or not. And well, I'll and know they, I'll know like go ahead. Sorry. Oh, and an interesting thing about cluttering is that um, is that usually only people with cluttering repeat words four times. Like, like most people, most people will repeat words two times and then occasionally three times. But pretty much only people with cluttering will say what 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 um, did you do yesterday? Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that is fascinating. And I and I love what you said about David Letterman because that's that actually makes me think about you know me and my podcast like how when I interrupt, like I just interrupted you, um, <laughs> I'll usually say something like, so, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. but that's not nearly as helpful as saying the first, like what, because yeah. that's actually a helpful word to interrupt with as opposed to, so then, you know, <laughs> so I just learned something, a new technique I, I need to implement. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, and, well, and, and David, um, David Letterman's just really, really cool. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I am with you there. Um, we're talking to Joseph Dewey. Um, Justin, uh, is there anything else you'd like to to add? And I want to thank you for being on the show. Our, our time is kind of coming, coming to an end, but I've really enjoyed the conversation and I would love to have you back on, um, and, uh, you know, and do it again. But is there, is there, um, anything you'd like to add before, before we sign off? Um, so, oh, 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 I don't think I, I don't think I really answered your, um, your, your question. Um, well, um, my, uh, my answer is that I, I don't really, but I, I sometimes, I sometimes clutter in, in other languages. Um, oh, okay, one of yeah. the, um, one of the, um, I, I was entered, I was interviewing Dr. Ken St. Louis and, and he, um, he stutters and, um, but, but um, and I've talked to him two or three times, and I've only heard him like kind of fumble over a word like once or twice. But um, but it's really interesting. He says, "Well, even though um, even though you could look at me and uh, and listen to me and say, oh oh, you've cured your um, your stuttering, I I haven't." Um, and and he said that he's um, he's learning Turkish, and he said for some reason for some reason in Turkish I stutter like absolutely terribly, but 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 in English I've kind of learned to control it. So, um, so, so that whole thing of like, um, fluency in another language is just really, really fascinating. So, so maybe my, 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 my last question on, on this particular subject for now, cause I, I got to have you on I, again, cause this has been so fun. Um, is, is, are these disfluency issues, are they quote curable or are they just, you learn how to deal with them and manage them? <laughs> And um, and that's um, that's a really good question. And and I um, I think um, I've I've been thinking I've, I've been thinking about that a lot um, because um, so so I also I also have vitiligo, uh, but I have this um, I have um, that's when like um, you know when your knuckles are like white and, and you have like white around your lips. Yes. Um, 
Okay, um, so, um, but I um, but I have what's called segmental vitiligo, which is mostly on my chest, um, and okay. and um, and not um, so, so so I so I have vitiligo, but I but you can't actually see that I have vitiligo, um, and um, and I've noticed that um, I've noticed kind of a pattern with both uh, with both vitiligo and and cluttering and and, and stuttering is that um, is that at first, like when people when when people when people first get diagnosed, it's just really traumatic for them, and um, and and they become a uh, they go through like a cure phase of about um, of about like like two years where they're obsessed about oh well there has to be a cure I need to find a cure for this, and and um, so, so somebody somebody recently asked, "Is there a cure for cluttering on, on this cluttering group that I'm part of?" And, and my uh, my answer uh, my answer was, and I think it's a good answer to your question now, is that for folks with cluttering, if you have a specific speech goal, like saying, "Well, I want my speech to do this," then then that's very very achievable. But um, but but I think the I think the whole thing about a cure is kind of the wrong question. But um, but it's a yeah. it's a natural it, it's a natural phase that everyone goes through, saying, "Hey, well, hey, well, I'm." I'm abnormal. I need to. Um, I, I I want. Um, I I want to. I, I want to. I want to completely remove this thing that um, I'm. I'm not normal with. And, and, and I think that's a natural. Um, I think that's a natural phase that um, that, that people go through. Um, so um, so 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 I um, I think the. Um, like saying no, there's no cure, which uh, which is kind of how I feel. But that um, that um, that's just like super super depressing. Um, but um, but but really, like if if you've got specific speech goals, then you can uh, then you can achieve them. Even though yeah. like if you have if you have something like cluttering or stuttering, then um, then they're they're going to be a lot harder than um, than if you don't. Well, I, I, it seems to me like it's similar to, I've been, I've been studying a little bit cause I've, I've had, um, you know, I've been nearsighted my whole life and, uh, um, you know, like, is there a cure for nearsightedness, you know? <laughs> and, uh -huh. you know, and, and, and the answer is, well, maybe cause some people have actually, you know, done it, but it's not like a pill you take, or it's not like a, you know, it's actually, a, you have to retrain your brain on how to literally see it's like learning how mm -hmm. to walk again. And so maybe that to me, that, that sounds like that's the answer you're giving is, you know, it's, it's not a matter of curing it. It's a matter of like rewiring your whole brain on how it works, you know? Yeah. 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 That's, um, that's a really, um, that's a really good, um, that's a really good way to, or a, a really good analogy and, and, and basically, yeah, the same thing. So that's cool. That's interesting. Well, I want to thank you so much, Joseph, for, for being on the show. I've really, like, this has been, I, I, I literally had, like, no expectations for this show other than I thought you seemed like a cool guy and we were going to talk a little bit about Go. But <laughs> I think we went, we, I think we covered a lot of interesting um, ground, and I would love to have you on again if you're game. Oh yeah, um, that would be uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, you're a uh, you're a great conversationalist, and uh, and it's been really really cool and fun to talk to you. Thanks, man. Let's do it again. Um, okay, okay, awesome. Fantastic. This is Mike Levitt, and you've been listening to And If Love Remains. <laughs> <laughs>